Hello everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of Life Tips Podcast. I'm your host, Nate, and uh, right now, we need to talk, because last week, on May 24th, an 18-year-old, uh, an 18-year-old Spanish young kid shot his grandmother and then traveled to Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas and killed a total of 21 people. At first, the death toll was at 14 students. Then we found out it was 14 students and two teachers. And the death toll jumped up. So far, we have information that, like I said, is it 20? We're at 21 people dead. Apparently, the shooter was poor and bullied for being poor. Let me just say this right off the bat. Being poor and being bullied is no excuse to go grab a handgun and a semi-automatic or any other hunting type killing machine and walk into an elementary school and kill kids. An elementary school. I mean, we've seen middle schools and high schools get shot up. But that's while still tragic your typical middle school or high school student has more awareness and has a better sense of being able to deal with it. When we're dealing with little kids in fourth, fifth grade who are only... Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and all they know is I come to school, I learn, I see my teachers that I like, and I see my friends, and life may not be normal, normal, but it's good enough. They don't think about this, but now they have to think about this. They have to think about Am I safe at school? Will I live to see tomorrow? It's devastating. And so before we even get into the show, I'm here with my guest, 
Mrs. TC. But we'll get into introductions a little bit later. Right now, I want to take a moment of silence to honor the victims, the families, and uh, really just think about where we're at in life during during this time as this is now the 242nd I believe mass shooting in just 145 or more days since 2022 has been in existence so join us from wherever you are for just about a minute or so as we take this moment of silence to uh, honor the fallen. Before we get the episode started, there's an extra life tip that I added in here for just this purpose. Pardon the plane flying overhead if you can't hear that, but... um, (laughs) So in light of the fact that this young man was 18 years old, I think it's a good idea to talk to our young people right now, the young teens in particular, because most of the mass shootings over the last several years have been committed by young teens not all of them but most so if you're listening right now I want you to ask yourself this question What 
better ways can you handle yourself when it comes to bullying or any sort of life crisis that would put you in a mental state of excruciating pain to the point where you don't care about anybody anymore rather than resort to gun violence there's got to be a better solution than resorting to gun violence apparently the shooter spoke to a young girl before committing the act telling her what all was about to go down he didn't have to tell her that he could have just reached out said I needed somebody to talk to this is what I'm going through without even giving it a second thought could have gone to therapy But because you didn't care and you, your pain was that severe, you just went and shot up a school. So there's definitely some young people, 17, 18, 19, <laughs> listening to this right now. And if you are, I want to give you some life tips on uh, conflict conflict resolution, better ways of dealing with bullying, and, and more versus resorting to gun violence. There's three that I can think of right now. The first one, obviously, is talk to somebody. Whether it's a therapist, a friend, or if you're at the point where you feel like you don't have anybody, you don't have friends, go talk, go talk to a random stranger on the street. Something that will help you come out of your own pain and look into the life of someone else. Obviously, the second thing is going to therapy. Now, not everybody can afford therapy. Clearly, you know, with the shooter being poor, that probably played a factor into not being able to afford therapy. But um, I also heard that he was living with his grandmother. His parents didn't really care to take care of him didn't care for him at all actually which is why I added other types of trauma because he was suffering from abandonment his grandmother was the only one that loved him apparently so that's the first two things talk to someone therapy Now, just as a sidebar, if 
if you're in a situation where you have family trauma like that, there's always someone in your family that you can rely on. Clearly, he could rely on his grandmother. But there are other family members than just your immediate family. Uncles, aunts, cousins. The list goes on. Everyone's family has an extension beyond the parents. There's the mother's side of the family and the father's side of the family. Even if you're not close, you can't choose your family. Find someone in your family that will understand and if necessary, take you in. Maybe not physically, but there's there's a such thing as figures, parental figures. So even if you're not taken in, you can have a, a father figure, a mother figure. Think of that young, think of those two young boys in my area that lost their parents. Their parents died in a car crash. Literally a week ago, days before the shooting. And one of the brothers is a senior in high school and he just got offered a full ride scholarship to Hampton University. And obviously the last and most important thing that I suggest you do if you're in a situation like the shooter if there's nobody else you can always talk to God he's there he sees you. All you have to do is talk to him, just like you would talk to a friend. Because honestly, while it matters what you do in this life, you do not want to get taken out of this life and then burn forever. It's one thing to not know God in this life. It's a completely different story to find out that God exists after you're gone and it's too late. So, those are my two cents. I'm going to pause and invite Miss TC 
to come on and share some life tips for the young people. And then, uh, and then we'll uh, we'll get into the episode. touched on a lot of my thoughts a lot of them um this is another thing with kids being bullied and other kids who watch or see the bullying it does help if you stand up for them because you do have a voice and you don't have to sit back and watch it because think of it as this what if it was you how would you feel? Wouldn't you want someone, somebody to stick up and stand up for you? That people feelings do matter. Your peers, they have feelings, they're humans. And nobody wants to be picked on. Nobody wants to be put down. Everybody needs love. And it goes back to what Mr. Nate just said. You know what? One of the things that God says is to love others as you love yourself. He wants us to love him. And he wants us to love others as we love ourselves. And we, as a community, and this is not necessarily directed just at the teens but the teens can be a part of it as well we have to band together as a community you know it takes a whole village it takes the neighbors it takes the aunts the uncles it takes the peers it takes the teachers the counselors the preachers it takes the celebrities that they're watching It takes everyone coming together and reaching our children because we're at a time where kids are lost, people are lost on a whole. So it's really important. Nathan 12 Pro Max charging. This stigma. And I want anybody out there that's listening, that's going through anything, especially the teens. It's, it's okay to say you need help. The stigma around people saying, I'm hurting, you know, I, I can't take this. Let that go. You know, it is okay to ask for help. It's important to ask for help. It's a part of loving yourself and learning how to love yourself. That's the first step to loving yourself if you're going through this, is to say, I need help and it's okay. And don't worry about what somebody else say at that point. It's about getting you better. And we can make a change. We really can make a change. I worked in public housing for years and I would say that all the time that we really have to do better as a community as a whole. And we can't walk around and keep saying that this is not my problem, this is not my community, or these are not my children, because it could very well be one of our children or grandkids or niece or nephew, sister, brother, cousin, 
uncle, aunt, whatever. It could be somebody near and dear to you. And then when it hits home, that's when we wake up. But we have to stop. We have to stop. And the next thing is, kids, guns are not used for sports. Because I've been hearing that for the last day. Well, you know what? It's okay if the gun is for a sport. No, we do not have to hunt for food anymore. So no, it's, it's not a sport. Guns kill. And when we look at other countries, because I've been hearing about that too, but when we look at other countries, they don't have all of this because guns are not so easily accessible. So no, it's not a toy, it's not a sport. They hurt, they harm, they kill. And we have to get our babies to love themselves and value life. Because if they don't love themselves and they don't value life, then they can't love or value anybody else's. And sometimes it takes more than that one person at home. Because you think about it, she was a grandmother. She had raised hers and she was raising now her grandchild, which I'm sure she loved dearly. But sometimes people need help. Even parents need help. We as a community, we have to start caring for one another. Love our neighbors. So that was one of the things. And then the next thing is AR-15s. Why? Can somebody please tell me why does anybody, you do not hunt with an AR-15. So why are they being sold? Why are people going to buy them? You're not at war. You're not in the military. So why? But we really, really, really need to figure this thing out. We also need to instill some of the parents. We have responsibilities. Grandparents, we have responsibilities. Aunties, uncles, neighbors, even if you don't have the first child, we all have a responsibility to instill this into the kids and letting them know. And this thing that we have, you know, And it's it's across the board in all communities, so we can't even say it's one community. But this thing, boys can't cry. Boys have to be tough. Boys have to be strong. Boys can't show feelings. Toughen up. Pull up your boots. Stop it. Stop. Boys have emotions, too. Boys feel let these babies start teaching them to express their feelings because you bottle up your feelings and this is what happens because i'm gonna tell you i am totally destroyed by this whole thing and i cannot phantom little kids little babies And they were mutilated so bad that they couldn't be identified. They had to have DNA to identify them. Y'all, this has to be a wake-up call. 
and families, we have to start back praying together, instilling prayer in our children, and let them know it doesn't have to be this pretty prayer. It doesn't have to be anything all fancy. They don't have to speak no different language. They don't have to speak in tongues. They can just talk to him just like Mr. Nate said, just have a conversation. He wants that. And we have to get our kids back to praying and teaching them. And it's still in the word. So I think that it's really, really important that, you know, we get back to some of the old things that we used to do. And another thing is, parents, tell your kids you love them. Grandparents, tell your grandbabies you love them. Tell them they're special. So that they don't have to look to anybody else for validation. Mm. Because there's a lot to carry these days as kids. And they're dealing with things that we never faced before. And have an open line of communication with your babies. Let them know it's okay. If they can't go to anybody else, they can come to you. And stop this thing of can't nobody talk to my child. Allow your neighbors. And neighbors, we have to get to a point where we can be trustworthy so people can trust us to talk to their kids. But you know what? We have to band together. If, if they don't feel comfortable talking to me, say, you know what? Well, you can go talk to this person. You can go talk to that person. But have somebody in place that they can go and talk to. And babies, if you ride past a church, 17, 18, 19-year-olders, you can always go in there and talk to somebody. You can even go into a hospital and just walk in and talk to them. But we have to make it where they can stop somewhere and talk to somebody. Those are some of my feelings on this, but it's like you said, it's just so, it's devastating. Before we, before we go, I want to stress this as well. If we want things to be different. We have to act. Now we've been talking about ways that we can act. And that's that's all well and good. But within seconds of this massacre, it went from it's about the kids to it's about political parties seriously it was about the kids for maybe 
an hour, hour and a half. But as the day unfolded, my Twitter timeline turned into politics. Everyone was up in arms. You had verified people tweeting at Republicans, cursing them out, and saying that it's your fault, blaming all the Republicans for being anti-gun control laws, and I'm just sitting here like, you all don't know how this works. We're conditioned to believe that the presidential race and the vice presidential race are the most important offices in American politics. No, it's your local offices that determine what happens at the federal level. And what do you know? There is a local voting day coming in July. Miss CT, what state do you reside in? I'm in Virginia. I mean, I said Virginia, Lord, I'm getting confused. I live in Georgia. It's okay. Yeah. But yeah, elections are coming. Yes, elections are coming. So she's in Georgia. Georgia is currently, well, not currently, Georgia is once again the hotspot because Georgia was trending in 2016, back when Trump was about to become president. And then Georgia trended again in 2020 during that presidential election. And now Georgia is trending again in 2022, right as voting season literally comes our way. Now, I'm only mentioning this to make a point regarding the school shootings. What happens at the local level is how we change things at the federal level and also how we stop mass shootings. That is the key to stopping mass shootings. Because if you want these gun laws passed and you want things to get better with police and black people, yes, they signed the George Floyd Act. Don't think I wasn't hip to that. Hooray, congratulations, we did it two years after the man died. But that's still not enough. If you want to fix things, vote. Go to the polls, request a mail-in ballot, do whatever you have to do to vote. Because the police chiefs, county councils, senators, judges, 
lawyers, everyone gets hired for these local jobs, no matter what state you're in, through the state elections. And the state elections determine what happens in the presidential elections, not the other way around. So in my book, that's the that's the biggest way to stop mass shootings. Yeah, you, I've seen the post on social media about that school in Florida where the dude is standing there armed, ready for anything. That's great. If you want schools to have dudes there at the ready, maybe think about going out and voting for the people that will put that in place. Just a thought. Because if you don't vote in the primary elections for your state, it's going to get worse at the federal level. And no matter who stays president or becomes president next, nothing will change unless we put people in positions of power who align with our values and with the direction we want our country to go for my generation and the generation behind us. Go for it. The other thing is pay attention to the laws that show up on the ballot. You can go on the internet and do everything. We go in here and do all kinds of stuff that we want to do. So the same way we go do that, we can go look at those ballots in advance, see what's on those ballots. Number one, don't just vote because somebody told you who to vote for. Read. Find out what they stand for, what they say they're going to do. Read up on the laws that's on the ballot. Because a lot of times people just click the box. And they have no clue what they're clicking. The other thing is pay attention to your school board. Pay attention to your school board. That's important. Also, in regards to local government, remember, your city council usually have public meetings. Attend them. And if you're not going to attend, still follow up. See what they're talking about. And how does it affect your community? All of these things are factors. And we say, you know what? It doesn't matter. Yes, it does. Because I guarantee you, in some way, it will affect you. You, someone kin to you, everyone you know is affected in some way, some shape, some form, some fashion. So let's start educating ourselves. And for those of us that spend time educating ourselves, educate other people. Talk. Talk about it in your family. When we meet up on Memorial Day to eat hamburgers, hot dogs, and some chips and stuff, let's talk about some of these things too. And educate one another. And push the importance. I know. 
not a typical start that you were expecting, but we've had to talk about this before getting into the show. So, enjoy the introduction. We'll be back in just a second. Hello there. What's up? My name is Nate. You're listening to Life Tips Podcast. Welcome. Relationship improvement with advice and tips for becoming a better you. On this show, each episode is unique to what you're going through, and it doesn't matter your youth or gender. Everyone can benefit. The reality is that nobody is perfect. There's always going to be downfall with rising, and there's something to improve upon every single day. So if you want to make changes in your life, then follow along. I can help you master yesterday's mistakes to create a better tomorrow. Let's get started. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you new to life tips? Well, then, welcome aboard. Do me a favor. Hit that follow button, subscribe button, however it's worded, and follow the show so that you'll be notified every time there's a new episode. You'll join the numerous amounts of people who download the show each day and add it to their everyday lives. If you're a current or faithful listener of the show who has been with us since day one, welcome back. I hope to continue leading you in the right direction, and I hope that you continue to enjoy the show as per usual. All right then, let's get started. What's up, world? Welcome back to Life Tips Podcast. I'm your host, Nate, and I am an inspirational speaker. Really quickly, before we start the show, I just wanted you to know that your support means everything, not just monetarily, but also your words. So here's what I want you to do for me. I want you to go on to Apple Find Life Tips Podcast and write a review and also leave a five-star rating because you know I'm trying to get up there with the top dogs in the Apple podcast world. Same thing with Spotify and Google. Go look us up on those platforms too. Blow us up and let people know how important listening to Life Tips Podcast means to you. That way, the higher up we go, the more downloads we'll get from the virtual community. So yeah, y'all, that's all I wanted to say. Let's get into the episode. (laughs) 
What's up, world? Welcome back to Life Tips Podcast. Happy Memorial Day. I'm your host, Nate, and I am an inspirational speaker. This episode of Life Tips Podcast is sponsored by... What is up, family? It's your hostess with the mostest, Tiva Goat, from over at Powerfully Black and Excellent, the podcast that seeks to make your skin folk, your kin folk all across the nation, baby. Now look, if you're looking for a platform that highlights black entrepreneurs and business professionals, we got your back. If you're looking for a podcast that's going to light that fire up underneath you to start that business that you keep putting on the back burner, we got your back. And if you're just looking to hear from some amazing black entrepreneurs and business professionals who are currently on the journey to making themselves and their brands successful, we got your back. So come check us out on Anchor FM and almost all streaming platforms using the name powerfully comma black and excellent without the e we drop new episodes every sunday at 12 p.m eastern standard time so if you're not listening to us what are you doing Now we are at the fun part. We got through all the prerequisites, the commercials. This is the fun part. So first and foremost, let's welcome Miss TC to the show. Thank you. (laughs) So Today, we're talking about cherishing treasured holiday memories. But before we do that, we have to let Miss TC introduce herself and tell us a little bit about who she is, and then we'll go from there. Okay, well, hello everyone. I am TC and I am with For Unity with TC Talk Show. And For Unity, it stands for United, Never Failing, Inclusive, Totally Embraces Everyone. And my talk show, what I try to do is have faith based, meet mainstream and secular, try to unite them together because you know what? We all can come together and love one another, support, uplift, encourage, and motivate each other. So I'm all about pushing people to thrive and rise as well as shine. And that's basically who TC is. Ooh, yay. Awesome. So 
Got it. All right. So we're going to get into this awesome sauce podcast episode. And, um, but before we actually get into the questions, like I said, we're talking about treasuring and cherishing holiday memories. So let's start from the beginning. This is not a part of the questions. Don't worry, it's going to flow. But um let's let's flip this for a second. So let's hear about Miss TC's family for a minute. Because we can't get into the treasured holiday memories without finding out about her family background. So, just, you know, the the brief background stuff, you know, where, where, where were you, where were you born, where did you live for most of your life, school? college, career life, meeting your husband, the whole nine yards. Oh, meeting your wife. Okay. (laughs) Still, that's a part of the from birth till now story. So just Mm -hmm. go ahead and give us the the brief from birth till now synopsis. And um, that'll help us really get to know Miss TC's family background and help things make sense when we get to later questions. Okay, so I was born in Richmond, Virginia. Um, Went to school mostly in Richmond, Virginia. My parents were actually divorced, but both of my parents went to to HBCUs. Um, Let's see, I'm an only child. I have two stepsisters, so we don't use the word step. We just say sisters because we always say ain't nobody stepping on nobody. So um, it was really good growing up because my mother and my stepmom really got along and had a great relationship. So my sisters came and stayed at our house just like I went to go stay at my dad's house. So that was really, really great because I got to see what co-parenting should look like. Um, My mother is from Louisiana. My dad is from Virginia. So all my dad's family was in Virginia. My mother's family was in Louisiana and as well as in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So from five till about 14-ish, when I started feeling like I had gotten too grown to do it, my mother would send me, I started flying by myself at five on the plane. Yes, and I remember it was such an exciting adventure for me because my mother would take me and the stewardess would come and get me and carry me onto the plane. And so I had a stewardess with me until I got to my layover. And then I got another stewardess that met with me and they treated me like I was this little star. So I thought that was the greatest. So I would spend half my summer 
in Louisiana, in New Orleans, and in Baton Rouge. And then the other part of my summer, I was spending in Milwaukee. I graduated from private school. I went to a Catholic school, um, grew up Baptist. My mother's a deacon. Mm-hmm. My mother's a deacon. Um, my daddy, he was a director of the State Water Control Board. Um, my grandparents, my mother's parents were deceased. By, by the time I was like eight, my mom, mom had passed and her dad had passed before I was born. Mm-hmm. But my daddy's parents um, didn't pass away. Matter of fact, my grandmother passed after my father. So my grandmother has only been deceased for eight years on my dad's side. And my grandfather on my dad's side, it's probably been about 20 years or so, somewhere around that. But my grandparents were very um, involved in my life growing up. Um, I was the only girl that was actually living in Richmond, Virginia, of the granddaughters. So I got really spoiled because of that. Um, my grandmother's sisters were heavily involved in my life. And as well as my children, I have three children. I was married for 22 years to my husband. He passed away from leukemia. Um, I worked in Afghanistan for six and a half years as a contractor. I've lived in New York. I've lived in Louisiana. I've lived in New Jersey. I've lived in Texas, now in Georgia. And I'm probably leaving off something because I've lived a lot of places doing contracting, as well as when growing up, my mom, she did some contracting, so we did relocate a couple of times as a child so husband passed away um i have five grandkids one in the oven so about to have six i have two granddaughters three grandsons i have a wife i met my wife in afghanistan um our families have blended very well um, my mother, surprisingly, was very accepting. She actually loves my wife. My kids actually love my wife. Um, working contracting now, I worked at the Housing Authority in Richmond for 12 years. In Atlanta, I worked at the Housing Authority for three years, got back into contracting a year ago. So that's basically what I do. Um, yeah. That's my life. Summed okay. up. So, <laughs> wow. So the first question that I have simply says, what does Memorial Day mean to you? You know, Memorial Day starts off for me just giving homage to the, to the soldiers that have fallen and duty. Um, I will say this. I did not start thinking like that until I actually went to Afghanistan. You know, growing up, we basically think of Memorial Day, you see the flags hanging or whatever. And that's about as far as it goes. But we think about like the cookouts and the picnics and all of those things. But after going to Afghanistan, that's when I really, really started thinking about it. And so now that's how my Memorial Day starts off. I actually take some time out and pay homage to those that have fallen in duty. Wow. Wow, that's nice.
So now we're going to get into the big question, and it's hilarious that It's hilarious that um, Ms. TC mentioned this. So uh, give us a quick second to take a commercial break and then um, and then we'll come back. commercial break and this will not take long but that part that Miss TC mentioned about being a product of for the most part three US states three three main ones Louisiana Tennessee I think nope Louisiana Texas, Texas, okay, Louisiana, Texas, and Georgia. And Virginia. And Virginia. Okay, four. Louisiana, Texas, Georgia, Virginia. So four. We're going to count that as four states. We got to talk about this. I know, I know, lots of sidebar stuff today, but before we even get to the question of because the question is, how do you spend holidays with your families? What life tips or advice do you have for those who are able to spend the holidays with their loved ones? Of course, this was put together prior to the mass shooting. So um, clearly, for everyone affected by that, the holidays are just going to be skipped over because we got to deal with funerals and burying people and laying them to rest the holidays will just get skipped this year for for them but for everyone else who is still able to spend holiday with their loved ones that's where this question comes from and the following life tips and advice with it but since miss tc's family is an extension of four different states we've got to do a little catch up here so We'll get to the question in just a second, but y'all do know that Virginia is different from Louisiana, and Louisiana is different from Texas, and Texas is different from Georgia. All those states are different, different peoples, cultures, food. I'm a food person, so different food. I'm telling you guys, like... We'll probably leave Texas alone just because of the sensitivity of what happened last week. But I've never been to Louisiana. The only thing I know about Louisiana is the New Orleans Saints because I follow football and Drew Brees. Um, the only thing I know about Virginia and specifically Richmond is that my older sister and my brother-in-law went to the same school VCU. <clears throat> and so that's all I know about Richmond. Literally, is VCU. That's it. 
and Georgia, don't get me started. Half my dad's family is in Georgia. Atlanta is the black mecca of the world. And yeah, don't get me started on Georgia, y'all. Like, so before we even get to how do you spend holidays with your family, I want to find out from you. What was the most what was the most unfathomable part of each state? Like looking back on it, like there's gotta be a moment where you walked into the state and you were like blown away by stuff. I totally want to hear that story real quick. So, Virginia, I'm from Virginia, so I don't know how much I can say what shocked me about Virginia. Um, Other than it's a Confederate state. I just, Mm -hmm. that that was kind of tough in some instances. Louisiana. I actually, my mother is from New Orleans, but... When I moved to Louisiana, I moved to Lake Charles, Louisiana, which is a little small town right outside of Texas. And I was totally shocked. Now, some people say I misinterpret what this means, but the first thing I encountered there was being called a coon ass. And I was like, a what? And that sounded mighty offensive to me. <laughs> it really did, you know? And they were like, no, embrace it, embrace it, embrace it. And I'm like, "Mm, no, I'm not going to embrace that. So that was that part of it. Um, It was really, really like slow paced in Lake Charles. So it was slower than I had ever seen before. And I remember saying to somebody, oh, my God, these people walk in slow motion. Like everything was slow. And everything was like the people there, no matter what the culture, seemed like they were back in like the 1950s, 1960s. And mannerism, responses, you know, how they greeted one another. I grew up in Virginia. It's not a lot of people to say yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir, to everybody across the board there you got there and it was expected and I was like well they didn't say it to me so why am I extending them that courtesy they didn't call me Mrs. So-and-so so why am I calling them Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so so that was a culture shock in itself in that piece Texas Um, I lived in several places in Texas. So I lived in Orange, Texas. I worked in Port Arthur, Texas, and I lived in Houston. Houston had a lot of normalcy to it. So that didn't bother me. It was a melting pot for some of everybody. You had so many cultures, and it was so diverse that diversity was normal. Um, Orange was a little small town. Port Arthur was a little small town. And it some culture shocks. I, I was not accustomed to seeing people ride around with trucks that said redneck on it. And I was offended. I was totally offended. But they were like, oh no, 
and I don't care what culture it was, they would say to me, oh, no, it's, it's okay. It's okay. It's normal. Why, why are you surprised? Why are you shocked? Well, that's not normal for me. Um, got to Atlanta. And like you said, yeah, it's the Bollywood. However, I was still surprised with some things in Atlanta, even though it's supposed to be Bollywood, you know? There's a lot of coming up that needs to be done. And now I'm in Augusta and I'm in total shock. But in Atlanta, what I found in these southern states, and I'm going to start from like South Carolina for one mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Let's look at the wages. Mm. That totally shocked me. Like a police officer. I know when I got to Louisiana, they were making like $18,000 a year. I'm like, what? You know, working in social services, they made no money. Where I come from in Virginia, they made decent salaries. You know, state jobs, city jobs, you got paid a decent salary. And police officers got paid a decent, not necessarily a great, but it was much better than what I saw in the southern southern states, even though Virginia is the south. Um, the other thing was I got shocked in each of these three southern states they always tell me you're not from the South. I'm like, Virginia is the South. They're like, no, it's not. Y'all want to be the South, but it's not the South. <laughs> so that's basically my shoppers. Nice. All right. Now we're going to get into the holiday part. This is going to be interesting. Um, what's what's going on with the holidays what did you what did you do growing up what you doing now especially with the grandkids involved there's got to be some holiday traditions in there take us down the list okay so holidays are growing up growing up it was going to grandma's house for every holiday everybody just went to grandma's house so now, we're the only ones in Georgia. One of my children lives with me here in Georgia. But uh, my mother is in Louisiana and one part of Louisiana. My kids are in another part of Louisiana. My wife's family is in South Carolina. So what we try to do is split the holidays up. So we'll go see, you know, my family one time, her family one time. And that's kind of like how we do it. Um, and when we don't get to see each other, we're really big about FaceTiming, um, we do a lot of talking. The kids come out here. So holidays are very, very important. And when we lived in Texas, it was much easier. And it was everybody was coming to our house because literally my son and his whole family lived with us in the house. My mom lived there. Then we got hit with Hurricane Harvey. Mm-hmm. And everybody that's when everybody separated. Mm-hmm. We went different ways. And my daughter lived in the next city. Oh, well, she was in the next state, but it was literally like 40 minutes away. Mm. And she was in college right around the corner from my house. She intentionally did that so she could stop by mama's house and eat and do whatever else she needed to do. So it worked out really good for her, you know, through her college years or whatever. So um, we really were like always together when we lived close together. But now we kind of like split the holidays out. Mm-hmm. Between the two families. Nice, nice. So, wow. Mm. 
splitting holidays between the two families. That is nice. Um, so for those of us who are able to spend the holidays with our loved ones, what advice do you have, especially with, you know, one thing you said was talk about the difficult things on Memorial Day while we're having our typical burgers and fries and hot dogs and baked beans and all the good stuff. Um, anything else? <laughs> yes. You know, this came to me recently. I was thinking about my grandmother a couple of weeks ago. And I was thinking about my mother, actually, even though she's still here and we talk all the time. But growing up, my mom always and her family always told stories about things that happened within the family, going all the way back, you know? And it was the same thing on my dad's side. My grandmother told us all these stories. My grandfather told us all these different stories. And now you just don't see families or hear families telling these old stories anymore. So one of the things I was thinking about the other week was, you know what, I want to get back to that. We need to go back to storytelling. Like, we get together, we laugh, we joke, we talk, and we actually do talk about politics because I'm really big on elections and local elections and, you know, telling everybody, hey, look, and that's on both sides of the family. I'm always talking about that. But we need to get back to telling stories so that our children and their children can know the history from which they come. And then they can pass it generation to the next generation to the next generation because after a while our stories are going to be lost because we don't tell them we're too busy looking at tv or we're too busy you know doing other things but we don't go back to some of the old traditions so that's one of the things and the next thing i want to say to people is if you don't have family that you can be with and spend time with because i do contract and so i see a lot of people who cannot go and spend time with their families and some people have lost family members like me. I don't have my dad anymore. My wife doesn't have her dad anymore. My kids don't have their dad anymore. And, you know, one of the things I try to do is have us talk about that because it's important because everybody goes through emotions when they don't have loved ones anymore. And then some people don't have family members that they can talk to. So friends, check on your friends who have no one to spend time with. Invite your friends to go with you somewhere so that they're not alone because holidays can be the most depressive time too. It can be the most fun time and then it can be a time where people go into deep depression. So those are some of the things I would like people to think about. Mm. so there we go so obviously it goes without saying that there's a massive covid spike going around this is the fifth spike in two years three years actually it's been crazy but um any ideas of how we can stay safe during the upcoming holidays and not get caught in the COVID spikes? I suggest if you're going to be around crowds, mask up. 
Mask up. Use your hand sanitizer. Social distance. Do not get too close into people's personal space. And I know we like the hug and touch and all of that stuff. But you know what? All of us have been somewhere. We all are back to work. Most people are back in the offices working. Most of the people that work with you don't wear masks. Some of us don't wear masks in the office. So therefore, you don't know who you come into contact with. You don't know who they've been in contact with. So please, please, please be responsible during these holidays. And if we can keep some of the socialization to a minimum, try your best to do that. But I do suggest that we do spend time with family and think about our elders during this time. And those that's carrying babies, you know, I know that we want to be together. We want to get together. But you know what? We might have to do something a little bit different this go around until some of this is under control. Mm. Because we still want them around. Yep. And healthy. So those are my suggestions. And definitely, definitely, definitely mask up. That's a good point you made about the babies. Yeah. Let's think about the babies. Especially since, like y'all heard, she's got a sixth grandbaby on the way. The whole wearing masks thing, it doesn't really start until you get to a certain age. Because once you come out the womb, you're a baby. And -hmm. you stay a baby for a minute before you can reach that acceptable mask-wearing age. Anything, any time before that acceptable mask-wearing age, no. That's why you don't see babies with masks. Because it's not safe for them to wear it so you gotta protect the babies especially the days weeks months old kiddos Mm -hmm. so yeah i'm with you i know y'all want to get together but if your family has a little one you might want to rethink that Mm mm-hmm because if it's one thing if we get COVID, because we can survive it. Not everyone dies from the virus. Everyone thinks, oh, you get the virus, you're going to die. No. That's why the vaccine exists. Mm-hmm. You don't die from COVID immediately. But when you get COVID... It'll take you out for a minute. If you don't die and you live to tell the story, don't repeat the same mistakes that caused you to get COVID in the first place. And if you're vaccinated, be smart. But, um, yeah, the babies. Don't give the babies COVID because your little newborn baby, COVID, they aren't physically built to handle that. 
So and let me tell you, mm-hmm. I, excuse me for interrupting, no, but go ahead. my daughter is a nurse. That too. And let me tell you, she went back to work six weeks after she had the baby, my youngest grandbaby. Mm-hmm. She had the baby in September. Mm-hmm. November, at that point, she has a two-year-older and the newborn. November, her entire house had COVID, to include the newborn baby. Talk about frantic. My child called me screaming and crying. And she was like, I know that I had to be the one to give everybody COVID because I'm a nurse and I'm dealing with COVID patients. And I've given it to my newborn baby. And the thing is, a baby can't tell you what's going on. All a baby can do is cry. And there's nothing that they can do for the baby because it has to just run its course. So now you have a newborn, a two-year-old. My daughter is asthmatic. Both of the babies have asthma. And her husband has high blood pressure. So it was a mess. And I know my nerves was totally frazzled. And then I couldn't go there to help because they all had COVID. And my mother, who was 83, she lived two hours away. And she was like, well, should I try to go? And I'm like, you can't go. They have COVID. And she wasn't comprehending. You know, she's like, but I, I, I need to go help her. And I'm like, you can't go help her. And just imagine, you know, having to quarantine everybody. You can't quarantine a newborn. So, yeah, please be cautious, everyone. Please. Mm. Wow. So... Before we go, I definitely want to find out what's next for Miss TC during the rest of this year. Tell us about the talk show. Where's it? Where are you going with it? Um, what's coming down the pipeline? All that jazz and um. Where can we follow you on on the net, on socials, website, et cetera, et cetera? So the website is the number four, U-N-I-T-E-E dot com. I'm on Instagram, and it's F-O-R-A dot U-N-I-T-E-E. What's to come? I hold fellowship. On Thursday is a women's fellowship, and it's women from all walks of life, um, all within the Christianity, um, religion, or faith. And the first half of it, we talk about the Bible. The second half, we talk about life as it pertains to just women on a whole. Um, I pray that that continue to grow and prosper. Because it's nothing like touching somebody with God's word and coming together as one to discuss this word. So that's that. For unity on a whole, I am really working on taking that to a whole fellowship. Um, Hopefully I'll be speaking and hosting events at some point when COVID comes down soon. Um... I do plan to have a women empowerment event 
I want to have the first one in Atlanta, so look for it. The second one in Memphis, the third one in Virginia, and then we'll go from there, and it will be uh, someone speaking, uh, then also some music, as well as doing uh, awards for women who are doing empowerment work within the community amongst other women. I just did a mental health forum panel um, roundtable discussion with men that will be aired on the 30th and the 31st. And it was a very diverse panel. I had a minister, I had um, someone that's an advocate in the community, but they were all males, uh, a rapper, different people from different walks of life talking about men and mental health and the stigmas around mental health with men. I actually plan for for Unity to do a mental health event for men where someone comes in and speak so that we can encourage men to start speaking and talking about their feelings and their emotions and coming in touch with it and with them because I feel like it's really important, especially knowing that males have the highest suicide rate, they have the highest depression rate, they have the highest drug and alcohol abuse rate and the highest anger management rate. We have to start loving on our men. So those are some of the things that I'm working on right now. Well, that's totally awesome. Thank you, Miss TC, for being on the show and have a great Memorial Day. Thank you, and thank you for having me. It has truly been wonderful sitting down with you. So thank you. You can't go yet. We gotta give you social, socials. We gotta give you social, socials. Nah, nah, you can't go yet. You can't go yet. We, we gotta, gotta, gotta give you socials. Life Tips Podcast Social Media. There's a bunch of places you can find us. You can find us on Facebook at Life Tips Podcast, on Twitter at Life Tips Podcast, and even our brand new Instagram page, Life Tips Podcast. I've been waiting so long to tell you about that. You can also go to our website, www.anchor.fm backslash life tips and continue listening to us there and you can also listen to us on apple google spotify breaker overcast and so so many more platforms rate and review 
Give us your feedback. If you want to follow me on social media, I have a Twitter account. It's at auth underscore gen underscore person. That stands for authentic, genuine person. Instagram at Nate underscore the underscore speaker underscore orator Nate. And also on Facebook as the wise orator. So there you go. That's all the spots you can find us, spots you can find me. Look forward to hearing from you.